0: Hi, I'm Fonaam. Hi, I'm Artis. Today, we're going to talk about air, water, and food. In order to survive, humans have to have access to clean water, air, and nutritious food. Unfortunately, the seven plus billion people that we have on this planet today don't have access to that. Just to give you an example of how dire the situation is, more than two billion people don't have access to reliable, clean water. With all the technology and science that we've developed over the last few decades, you would think that that kind of problem would have been solved by now, but it's not. It's not even close. So what we want to show in this episode is how good design, how good science and how good technology working together can help us think of a future where all of us can breathe, can eat and can drink water safely.
1: The role of the designer is to solve problems. We're also connectors. We connect the scientists with the technologists, with the innovations, and we design solutions that are applicable to everybody.
0: Designers are here to create abundance, so you don't have to worry about the air that you breathe when you walk out of the door or the water that you're giving your child. Humans have been very ingenious in creating ways to give ourselves access to clean water. So let's talk about that.
1: In the past, we as humans, we would seek out a water source to drink. And if it was clean and crystal clear, we would drink it. If it was brown, we would avoid it for a good reason. And we've kind of learned from that, the natural world has a great ability to filter. You can even see this in ancient watering systems of previous civilizations. And we still have an example in Yosemite National Park here, where they've layered rocks on top of pebbles, on top of sediment and sand, and used the natural environment to filter water so you can drink it today.
0: When we look at the present, we have access to water filtration systems in our homes and our fridges. And these are pretty wonderful because they remove biological contaminants as well as chlorine, salt, and dirt from the water that we drink. So we don't have to worry about what we put on our bodies. Unfortunately, these types of technologies are not available to most people on this planet. So they fall back to solutions like bottled water.
1: The truth of the matter is we have to get better at cleaning our water sources. One of the technologies scientists are excited about right now is called graphene. They've taken this material and turned it into what we call a graphene foam to help filter water. And beyond some of the normal particulates we've already mentioned, it can really start to remove potentially radioactive materials like uranium. Now, can you imagine if we can deploy this in not only homes, but entire cities and countries to help raise the standard of living through better quality water?
0: Let's talk about motivation. The first motivation is we want to give access to clean water, air, and nutritious food to everyone on this planet, and really for the next generations of people. In the future, we might live in other places that go beyond planet Earth, and we need to provide the same thing for these people. The second motivation is be in harmony with nature. Nature has shown us how to create ecosystems that are abundant, but also regenerate we should be able to learn from that and create artificial ways of doing that for ourselves. Nature has been amazing at providing us with food for millions of years. So let's look at what the past, the present, and the future have to offer us.
1: A Great example is what we call locavores. Millions of years ago, people didn't travel that far for food. They were hunters and gatherers, and it came kind of easy because planet Earth provided us with everything we need. But as we industrialized and we grew plants and we garden, and even I did it when I was a kid, I would garden with my parents and we would eat that food out of the garden. But then uh, we started to industrialize it. So suddenly we're buying our food rather than raising our food. We're disconnected from the food source a little bit. But there were also really positive things where, you know, we could get bananas in the middle of the winter. We can get fruits and vegetables anytime we want from continents far away.
0: When we think about the future of food, we're trying to find ways to create regenerative and non-polluting systems that can feed all of us. Replacing animal protein with plant proteins, for example, helps reduce the amount of energy or water that's being used to raise these animals. We're also looking at other solutions like lab-grown meats, which satisfies our craving for this kind of protein, this kind of taste and this kind of texture without injecting cruelty in the process. Another way of doing it is to integrate insect protein into our diet. They've been shown to be extremely nutritious and very abundant. They also use very little resources to grow. So there are ways to bring that into our diet in a way that actually sounds very appetizing.
1: In the past, we as humans had a closer relationship with nature. It was very intimate. We interacted with plants and animals, and we were outdoors a lot. Anything we polluted with our own waste products were reabsorbed into the system naturally, and it was almost difficult to overpollute when we were smaller societies.
0: When we look at today, we have access to amazing imagery from space that tells us how much we pollute, where we pollute, and where the trends are going. And this kind of information is very important for us to know in order to prevent future disasters. One of the great things that humans have created are air filtration systems. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't have access to these personal ways of filtering the the air quality that's around you. And that has led to rising numbers of respiratory diseases all over the world. All of that technology in in air filtration system is really just a band-aid to the problem of pollution in the air.
1: If we look to the future, we like to look at outer space. So how do we create breathable environments where they don't exist?
0: In the future, we're thinking about living on the moon, on Mars, or in free space. But these environments don't have any air for us to breathe. So we need to create it. We can do that by extracting minerals from these regions and transforming them into oxygen. A long-term idea that we'll be looking into is terraforming the Moon or Mars. And perhaps from developing that kind of technology, we can come back to Earth and re-terraform planet Earth and make it livable for each and every one of us. Our aim as designers is to create abundance for everyone on this planet. But at the same time, we need to restore balance with the natural world.
1: Thank you for joining us on this episode today. Please leave comments below. Tell us what you think and share with your friends. And until next time, bye-bye.